Hey guys, and welcome back to another podcast of mine, Health Journey Podcast. I am coming to you live from my living room in my PJs, currently resting from COVID. Yes, you heard that right. I unfortunately got COVID. I'm not quite sure why I'm having such a hard time recording this podcast, but I am having a heck of a time recording this. Completely unsure why. Physically, I'm doing, I mean, I guess good, you know. I haven't had to been hospitalized. I think I got to the doctor in time. You know, we found out within a reasonable time, so got some medication to help keep side effects down or whatever it is that why they give you medicine for but physically you know I'm like fighting a virus you know obviously it's not good to fight a virus but my body's doing exactly what it's supposed to however my mind on the other hand has been having uh, a hard time uh it's been an emotional roller coaster I think the emotional toll that COVID has placed on me has been far worse than the physical one which is honestly, it it is a good thing because thankfully, you know, some people go to the hospital and thankfully I am, I have not had to go, but I have to say it's, it's been hard trying to deal with all the emotional backlash that it has caused me. And I don't think it would have been so bad had it not been the holidays Um, Had we not found out right before Christmas, and since Lily is at high risk, um, she went to go stay with my parents, and so being separated from her, and originally it was her and Elijah, but unfortunately a couple of days after he went over there, he tested positive for COVID um, after getting a second test done, and you would think, well, she's already been exposed, but she's still not actively, constantly being around her brother. We felt that she would still be safe, safer over at my parents while we all finished our quarantine here at home. And so being separated from my daughter has been really hard in this quarantine. And I just, I kind of wanted to get on here and talk about it because despite the emotional roller coaster that it has been, the Lord has proven or shown me that some, help me come to some good realizations about myself that help, helped me feel proud of myself in a good way. Not, not prideful, but you know, we all need a good dose of feeling good about ourselves and realizing good things about ourselves. And the Lord has I allowed this time in COVID to show me those things, to show me just how far I have come, even just within this year. So as I'm assuming most of you know, because, well, I'm probably the only one that listens to this, um, I talk about how in the past I struggle with emotional eating, uh, binge eating, that sort of thing, and it was always just this struggle that I was addicted to food or addicted to sweets and that sort of thing and all whole bunch of that. So when I discovered my love or enjoyment of baking, I just automatically assumed it was because I had an unhealthy relationship with food that I just, I wanted 
to I loved baking because I just wanted to eat the sweets I just wanted to fill some void in my soul and I never really thought more much more of it than that and I just have been kind of having this inner struggle the past few months as I've done I've a few baking things I've been paid a couple times for baked items for people and which I'm really thankful for because honestly it makes me feel super useful even if I don't think they're good it still makes me feel really useful that somebody is willing to actually pay me for my baked goods um which they're kind of obligated they are she is my best friend so she's kind of obligated to like my stuff you know but anyways um so yeah I just had I don't know I, I didn't really think much about it and just kind of correlated my insecurities with food and that sort of thing with my enjoyment of baking. So my first realization, uh, or actually it was my second realization, but the first one I'm going to talk about is that my love for baking actually has nothing to do with my struggle with food or my past struggle with food. Um, with emotional eating or love of sweets. Because of COVID, I have lost my taste and smell. So I cannot smell what I'm baking. I cannot taste what I'm baking. Like literally everything. I described it to Josh as imagine eating water. If water had a form, a solid form that wasn't ice, but like mushy, that's what everything tastes like to me here and there something extra salty or maybe something extra sweet might give me like a little tingle on my tongue but I literally cannot taste anything and so that's been a really odd sensation in it of itself and so come Christmas um, we like to bake Jesus birthday cake and I decided despite the fact that I couldn't taste or smell what I was baking I was still going to keep some sort of normalcy for Christmas and bake Jesus a Christmas cake, even if I couldn't enjoy it. And to tell you the truth, I don't regret it. I enjoyed every minute of baking that cake and knowing full well that I would not be able to enjoy its flavor. And I did eat a piece because, I mean, why not? And I, in fact, did not taste it. Maybe just a little tingly from the sweetness of the icing because I did put a lot of sugar in it. <laughs> but Josh says it's good, so it's okay. I assumed it was not overly sweet. He does not like overly sweet things. But I don't regret baking that cake because I realized my love of baking is just that. A love of baking and it has nothing to do with some psychological need for sweets to have around to emotionally eat or anything like that it is just simply a love for baking and something that I kind of want to hone in my skills for I want to get better at it I enjoy it and I enjoy the way that it makes other people feel when I bring them baked goods more than the actual act of eating them and that has been something that has really been amazing to realize that I get more enjoyment from seeing other people enjoying my baked goods than me actually eating them myself. And so I am just proud of myself that I realized 
this, and I know that probably seems stupid to everybody else, but it's something for me. It's, it's, it's something for me. Unfortunately, though, uh, losing my taste and smell has been a bit of a bad thing for me as well, though, because somehow it has made me lose my connection to my stomach, like my brain and my connection and figuring out if like when I'm hungry. And so it has been really hard to remember to eat. And when talking to Josh about this, we were doing some Googling and that sort of thing. And he actually found where this guy said he had lost 20 pounds in two weeks because he would go days without eating because he just would forget. It's like he lost his connection to his stomach. And it just like, it really made me worry because for once I didn't want to not eat. Like I want to make sure I properly fuel my body. And on top of that, when telling someone about how, about that story about that guy and their response was like, oh good, you know, because of losing weight, not him forgetting to eat, but just because being someone who wants to lose weight, when you think, when you hear of someone losing weight, you just automatically are like, oh, good. And which is, you know, fine or whatever. But I'm so proud of my response to that. Because as soon as I heard that, I said, no, I don't want to lose weight. Never in my life have I ever wanted to not lose weight. Like there was a time when I was growing up and I didn't think I was fat. And like, so I just didn't think about my weight at all. Man, what a time to be alive. But once I came to a realization of my weight, I wanted to lose weight and have just been in this perpetual state of wanting to lose weight because that's the only time that society thinks you're beautiful and a whole story in and of itself. And so the first time in my life, I didn't want to lose weight at the cost of my health, at the cost of not knowing the, like when I'm hungry, having that mind stomach connection of knowing, okay, I'm hungry and okay, I'm full. And I did get satisfaction from my food. That's been one of the most transformative things that I have been going through that has been transforming these past few months is I'm relearning my body and in my connection to my stomach and knowing when I'm hungry and I am learning to stop eating when I'm full and I'm learning that it's okay to be satisfied with your food and to enjoy your food and I have been quite enjoying actually being satisfied with my food and then not being guilty later on because of what I ate that I just was satisfied and that was it. And honestly, that has been life-changing. And so to, to finally be at a place where I didn't want to lose that is one of the greatest realizations I've had since starting this whole health journey. And I am just amazed at all the Lord has been doing for me. <clears throat> oh, I am so sorry, you guys. Still dealing with some stuff. 
from the COVID. So I just, when thinking about recording this podcast, I was trying to find some scripture that I thought that would go along well with this. And so I just want to read you a couple of scriptures. The first one I have is Romans 8. I was about to say 28. It's Romans 8 verses 26 through 28. And it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. He who searches the hearts know that the mind of the Spirit is, because he intercedes for the holy ones according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And, well, if you're questioning that last part, you are called. We're all called. And then my next scripture I have is Philippians 1, 6. And it says, I am confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Yahshua the Messiah. And Yahshua is just the actual Jewish, um name for Jesus. And so I bet you're wondering, well, how do these scriptures go along with these two revelations or ah, I wouldn't call them revelations, these two uh, realizations that you had? And well, it's like this. There have been many, many of times that I have just sat and cried and I researched the interpretations of the word groaning and the word utterance in the King James. Mine says too deep for words, but either way, like that section of wording, whatever your translation is, it actually groaning means literally groaning or sighing or to sigh. And then the too deep for words or the utterance part means not expressed in words. So, essentially, you groaning, you sighing, you crying, you screaming, psychobabble, if you want to call it, when you feel like you're just making no words and you're making no sense and all this stuff, like, and you're just like, I just, I sound crazy. And like, how is that prayer? But it's your spirit calling out to God, praying to him. And not only does God hear what you think sounds crazy, you're crying, you're groaning, but he also understands it. He understands your prayers, even if they're not words. And then in in Philippians, the verse in Philippians He promised to do a good work in you and to finish it. He didn't say, I'm going to start this good work and then I'm going to leave you over there to figure it out for yourself. Not once. No, he said, if I started it, I'm going to finish it. And so these scriptures remind me that of all of the times that I have cried out and groaned inside to God about my feelings with food and and my body and weight loss and just all my insecurities and my struggles and then remember that God promised me healing from that because he wants us all healed and so he's gonna finish that and he just proved to me during this time of quarantine that 
In fact, I am quite far from where I was, where I once was. Even within this year, I have come such a long way. And so can you. Wherever you're at, you have come such a long way. And if you feel like you haven't come a long way, then get ready Keep focusing on God. Keep groaning and sighing and crying to your Abba Father because he loves you, he hears you, and he understands you. And he's not going to leave you where you're at. He's going to pull you through and he's going to finish the good work in you. And if it seems like you're going through a bad time, kind of like me having to quarantine away from my kiddo right now, just like it says in Romans, God's going to bring all things to good. So the enemy may be trying to put you in a place thinking he's got the upper hand because he's put you in a bad place. But don't you forget that God's going to bring it to good. And so I just wanted to tell you guys that. I wanted to leave you guys with that because it's been on my heart. And, well, I got nothing else better to do since, you know, I'm quarantining and can't go anywhere. But not that you could really go much anywhere anyway. But anyways, I just, I'm going to leave you guys with a prayer. But I hope you guys have a great day. I hope this touches you. And Heavenly Father, I just lift up whoever is listening to this podcast right now, Lord God. I just ask that you give them the strength and the courage to keep fighting the good fight. To know that their groans and their sighs and their cries are being heard by their Heavenly Father. And that what you have started in them will not fail. It will come to pass. And it will be good. That the enemy does not have the upper hand. But you do, Lord. And that if they just keep their eyes on you, they will get to the light at the end of the tunnel. Give them peace strength, and love, Lord God. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. I hope you guys have a great day, and God bless.